And yes, you are where you need to be this morning. This is The Daily Answer. Your host, Mark Dunnigan, have your Bibles open to 2 Samuel chapter 6, where David attempts to move the Ark of the Covenant. And you know what? The Ark, I was just thinking about it. The Ark was probably of all the furniture in the tabernacle. It was probably the most significant piece of furniture in the eyes of most people. I mean, in it, the golden jar of manna in the ark was Aaron's rod that budded and the tablets of the covenant, the Ten Commandment tablets were in the ark. And it was also in that second room, the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle where only the high priest could go and that once a year and that with blood to make atonement for the sins of the people. So they're going to move the ark. And it says they placed the ark of God on a new cart, verse 4, of uh, uh, verse 3 of 2 Samuel 6. The thing, is, and, and from a human perspective, man, that sounds pretty good. That From a human perspective, that sounds like respect. The trouble is that that's not what God had said back in the book of Exodus chapter 25. The ark was constructed and it had rings in the side of it. And poles were to be put through those rings. And the poles were not to be removed either, which I think is a great idea. You will find that in Numbers 25. And in verse 14, you shall put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark with them. The poles shall remain in the rings of the ark. They shall not be removed from it. You know, like, well, there's a lot of things in life, like don't don't separate the remote from <laughs> whatever it goes with and almost tape them together so you don't lose that. The fact that the ark would always have the poles in it just as a good visual aid to the priest. Hey, you're supposed to carry that. No, no new carts. You're supposed to carry it. Now, Numbers, 20, Numbers chapter 3 and 4 gets more specific. And so just be impressed that the information about how to handle the Ark of the Covenant was not difficult to find. It was not often some obscure section of Scripture, which there really is no obscure section of Scripture. It was not hidden. It was not back in some index way, you know, covered with dust. Right there, right there in the biblical account, in, in a well-known well portions of the biblical account. And, but in Numbers chapters three and four, as I noted, it gets even more specific. That is when the tabernacle was to be moved, broken down and moved, the priests, the sons of Aaron went in and they covered the ark so people could not see it. And then not just the Levite, but a specific family group of the Levites, the Kohathites, they came in, they carried the ark. Okay, that's really specific. Now, as we go back to 2 Samuel chapter 6, so what I find interesting is that the Philistines, previous to this, back in 1 Samuel, had the ark for a while. They captured it in battle because God's people were wicked. And man, the <laughs> Did, did that bring trouble upon them like tumors and plagues? So they sent it back to the Israelites and they put it on a new cart. 
And it's interesting right now here, the Israelites are acting more like Philistines than they're acting like true believers. All right. Now, when you look at this, man, the motivation, the motivation for putting it on a new cart looks good. It looks respectful. And there we have uh, Uzzah and Ahio walking before it. We have David and all the house of Israel celebrating in verse five. You know, I mean, definitely they're doing it from the heart. So it doesn't look like any evil motivation is here. But when they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out toward the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen nearly upset it. Well, there's an unintended consequence, consequence isn't it? Hey, putting the ark on a new cart, that sounds like a good idea, right? Well, except like you got some oxen pulling it and they can be a little bit unpredictable at times. And, you know, if it looks like maybe the ark is going to fall, someone who is not allowed to touch the ark might instinctively reach out out of sheer habit to catch it or to, to let's say, steady it. And it says, the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, and the Lord struck him down there for his irreverence, lack of respect. And and the reader, if you've read nothing else, you might say, I don't know, it doesn't look, does it look like a reverence? I mean, here is a man along with David celebrating, and they put the ark of God on a brand new cart. Isn't that respectful? No, it's not. Why? Because it's not the way that God said that he wanted it carried. What we think is respectful and what God thinks is respectful can often be two different things. I'm reminded of a passage in the Proverbs. There's a way that seems right to a man. Proverbs 16, 25, the end is death. That's what happens here. You see, when God had poles put in the side of the ark and said to carry it, that ruled out all the other options for how it was supposed to be moved. Thus, every other option, I mean, even if it was a brand new cart, even if it was, you know, pulled by a limousine, even if it was put on the most expensive vehicle that man has ever made, it's still going to be a mark of disrespect because it's not doing it the way that God said to do it. Now, David's response is interesting. David becomes angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah. And there's a name for that, that when the account was written, it still had that name. David, here's the other one. David's afraid. Verse 9, afraid of the Lord. And says, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? And it says, David was unwilling to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David with him. But David took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom. Fear and anger. Anger and fear. You know, first of all, I think you can easily see how David would be like, hey, we're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to bring the ark of the God to Jerusalem, to where God wants us to be, it to be, etc. What gives? Come on, I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing. We're baby stepping, okay? We got it on a new cart. And not only that, but I think there's this attitude of like, well, pff, God's unpredictable. God is, uh, 
a loose cannon, God's arbitrary. Man, you try to serve God and no matter what you try to do, it ends up blowing up in your face or you try to serve God and no matter what you do or how good you try to do it, he's not pleased. It's just impossible to serve God. And, and like, well, I'm not dealing with that ark again. Too much trouble. No, thanks. I'm not interested. In Obed-Enum, would you take care of it? And I think there's a lot of people today that have this attitude is that, well, excuse me. Well, there's just no way that a person can please God. God, God's just too hard to please, too hard to please. Or there's no way God's standards are way too high. There's no way you can just live the Christian life. Well, it's interesting if you read the rest of this particular account up to verse 11, the Ark of the Covenant is not a problem for Obed-Edom. He has it for three months and the Lord blesses him. Nobody dies. No one's dying in his house. And in fact, things are going really good in his house. The Lord blesses him. To me, that's the Holy Spirit's way of signaling to David, David, the Ark is not the problem and God is not the problem. Why don't you take a little bit of time and go back and read the instructions, read the instruction manual. You might want to do that. Here's the other thing that really jumps out at me. I don't ever find in this text or the other text that we're going to read where God directly speaks to David and quotes to him Exodus 25 or Numbers chapters 3 through 4. It's like God, God's not going to, hey, I'm not going to spoon feed you. I already gave that revelation. You have that accessible to you. The kings of Israel were supposed to make their own copy of the scriptures, right? Deuteronomy 17. You should have remembered that section when you had it recorded, when you made your own copy. You've read that before. Hmm. Retrace your steps. Go back and think it through. Okay, because I'm, I'm not the problem. God is saying, I'm not the problem. And the ark is not the problem. Things are going fine with Obed-Edom. Maybe the, maybe the problem was you didn't read the instruction manual. Now, it's interesting that um, in First Chronicles chapter 15, you need to go over there. Because basically in 2 Samuel 6, David brings up the ark and the passages that follow. And it all goes well. And you're going like, well, okay, what happened there? In 1 Samuel chapter 15, which is like a parallel account, a parallel account with what we had in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Because 1 Chronicles chapter 13 is the same chapter as 2, Chronicle, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 6, 1 through 11. Same information. And if you're wondering why, like, why put this in two different places, well, maybe we study better that way. Maybe that's why there's one reason why there's four Gospels. We got to flip from one to another. We got to kind of compare the text. Maybe you learn a lot better. Maybe you learn things when you compare the text. There's always a reason. God always have, has a good reason for what he does. So in 1 Samuel chapter 15, David will say in verse 2, no one is to carry the ark of God but the Levites, for God chose them to carry the ark of God and to minister to him forever. And then 
guess what? He gathered together the sons of Aaron, that's the priests, and the Levites, and of the sons of Kohath, verse 5, because that's who's supposed to move the ark. So he gathers all the priests and the Levites together. And in verse 12, he said to them, you are the heads of the father's households of the Levites. Consecrate yourselves, both you and your relatives, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place that I prepared for it, because you did not carry it at the first. That's when Uzzah was struck dead. The Lord our God made an outburst on us, for we did not seek him according to the ordinance. Oh boy, the ordinance. That is what scripture say. What did God say in his law? Right? The ordinance. We did not pay attention. We did not have enough respect for God that we actually took the time. And you know what? It would not have taken that much time. You know, I, I, th I think if David asked the question early on, hey, are there any rules about how we're supposed to move this? I think the Levites could have given him an answer in about five minutes or less. Or because the, as, as David proceeded to do what he did in 1 Samuel 6 and put it on a new card, isn't it interesting that the priests and the Levites are completely silent? And I think there's a rebuke here in 1 Chronicles 15. Hey, dudes, guys, you're supposed to know this stuff. You're the experts. You're the teachers. You're the ones who study the scriptures. You know, because you... Because you just stood by, stood by silently when we put the ark of God in the new car. An innocent man died. Souls. Souls are lost when people are silent and, and don't speak up and say, oh, by the way, by the way, here's what the Bible says. By the way, here's what the original instruction says. So a couple applications here. Do not resent people that remind you concerning God's original instruction or what the instruction manual says versus how you feel at the moment. If you're someone who says, oh, yeah, I'm going to become a Christian. And what people tell me to do to become a Christian is just to accept Jesus in my heart and say the sinner's prayer. Don't be resentful when someone comes up and says, oh, by the way, that's not what the that, that's a new cart. That's not what the original instruction says. Actually, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, 16. Or repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's Acts 2, 38. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be done. Or if someone says, hey, we're just going to gather and worship God and we got a band and, and whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. In the New Testament, all we have is singing. The command is for singing, Ephesians 5, verse 19, Colossians 3, 16. And it's not singing by yourself, and it's not listening to a choir. It's speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It's congregational singing. Oh, oh, see, that's what the original instruction says. I know, I know, we live in a world where a lot of religious people have this kind of attitude, you know, God's too big and too loving to care about the details. He really doesn't care how you worship him. He really doesn't care like the steps you go through to become a Christian. 
He really doesn't care about how the church is organized and what the church does. Just as long as you got a good heart. Uh, excuse me, but that doesn't jive with scripture at all. Nadab and Abihu offered strange fire, incense that God had not commanded. They were struck dead. Leviticus 10 and in verse 1 through 3, God says, and they didn't treat him as holy. Here, 2 Samuel 6. Well, let's put the ark of God on a new cart. Okay, but that's not what the Bible says. Well, God's not concerned about the details. Just as long as we get the cart to Jerusalem. Well, God was very concerned about the details. God gave the original instruction. God was very concerned about how the ark was to be carried. So, before you're tempted to believe, Mr. or Mrs., God's not concerned about the details. God's too big and God's too loving and God's got bigger fish to fry than to be concerned about how we worship him and the details of that. You might, you might want to take a look at the precedents in the Old Testament where God is very concerned about details that we follow specific instruction. And you might want to look at what Jesus said if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That is, people that love God, love him enough to respect the details that he has given and not to ignore those details and not to substitute our will for his will. Well, this is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Yeah, beware of the new card. Go back and read the instruction. Till next time, we'll see you in the funny papers.